Just hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um. Welcome back. We got sports back on the podcast. Welcome bum, to bum, Not bum. Your Weekly Sports Pod. Follow the ball of shot, call it 20 inch plays, Andy and Paula. What's up, y'all? What's good, bro? Damn. How you doing? Look at freestyling. You got a whole uh, note card with that thing on there. What's Damn, up, bro? that was long. Bro, but you what is rep. up, bro? It's good to see y'all again. It's good to be back. It's good to be back, and uh, it's good to have a successful season of basketball behind us. Wow. Like I never, I don't think any of us thought this would actually happen. No, this the is, way they yeah. executed the bubble, the playoffs. It was definitely everything. something needed. For this damn year, oh my god, it's been rough. Definitely but, a crazy year. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened that we didn't expect to happen either. Uh, yeah, dude, this is a fun year. This is a different year in the history of basketball. I think this is the year that none of the shit that we expected happened. And a lot of stuff that we did expect happened as well. All in a crazy environment with no fans. So I'm a viewer. I, I love the bubble aspect of it, dude. It was totally different. And I think it gave a different aspect of the game as well. The cameras that they had. Yeah. It was a different feel, bro. It really it, felt like you were in a legit video game watching them play. And as someone who's hooped on like a semi-competitive level in my life, I know there was an effect of these guys being in a bubble really essentially having nothing to do no nightlife mm-hmm. around them no family obligations going to the same gym every day with no fans there so there's a lot of people who've pointed out the quality of basketball in the bubble ball especially the playoffs was really astounding like some of the highest quality ball we've seen in several years yeah i, I think we saw athletes at the best like of their abilities and i hate to say it, but i think home court advantage always is going to skew a team either way uh, and not having that, this was all an objective court, right? Yeah. We had the, you could technically be the home team, but you not know, any yeah, team. you're not the home team, right? Like this is this is the first time that home court advantage did not matter. And it was it was really cool to be able to see like other teams just be able to pull up and watch these guys play. Yeah, and it was it was very very it was legit like a pickup game in a gym, bro. It felt like AU basketball. Yeah, you know, like all the teams are at the same tournament, they're all watching each other. They'll go home and like eat and fucking take a nap for eight hours and then come back into it. It felt real like college like, and I and I appreciated that. It vibe was dope, of it. bro. It and, was dope. And to be like you said, bro, the objective truth came out in these games, and the obje- objective truth once again is that LeBron James stands atop the mountain yeah. when all is said and done. Yeah, I mean, this was his year. He reclaimed it. Uh, he reclaimed the throne of the of the NBA right now. And you look, you look really disappointed right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not disappointed. Like, do you see the yeah, tone? Yeah, I'm like, happy. Like, I'm, I'm really rolling. He just, you just you rolled just your so eyes sad. like four I'm, times. I, I am very, I'm very happy that LeBron James has ended up, you know, atop the mountain again. I think it was crazy. It just doesn't seem real when he says that. No, it's that. real, bro. Like, like, look, it was. I wish it was we were different. video podcasting. Honestly, this. it just made it different, this. bro. Like, it, it's it's different knowing because, like, I thought we got used to the whole Kawhi thing, and now it's like, yo, no, this guy's back. He's legit the the, the best player in the league right now. And I was really expecting Kawhi, again. honestly, to be in the finals. I was expecting yeah. Kawhi there. Yeah, they they dropped the ball, man. Yeah. The cl- we're gonna get to all these teams and what we think about their outlooks on the 2021 season and potential moves that we think they should make. The Clippers will be a big topic. Shout but. out to the fucking Jazz, dude. Oh Shout yeah, out to them. yeah, Mitchell, dude, dude. We'll get there. I don't want to run off on a tangent, but bro, once again, 
LeBron James, you know, the finals and four finals MVPs yeah, four rings. with three different teams, four rings, you know, he's, that's a lot. And that adds a little bit to his resume, doing it for one of the most storied franchises in NBA history on his 17th season. There was another random stat I saw today I hadn't seen before. You guys know who holds the number of games in the NBA playoffs without missing a single game in the playoffs? LeBron no. James. Wow. He's played three seasons worth of playoff basketball, hasn't missed a single game in the playoffs, and is one of the only players who, interesting enough, there's a basketball reference stat I saw recently where LeBron James is one of the only stars whose production, efficiency markers, point markers, rebound, assists, all these per 36 stats go up in the second half of a series, the game four, five, six, and sevens. And so we saw that here in the playoffs this year. He didn't really let any of the series get past five games, right? Every series ended up four to one. So we didn't get to see, quote unquote, clutch LeBron. But this might have been LeBron's best playoff run really since that year in Cleveland where he almost stole game one from the greatest team in NBA history, Golden State Warriors, where they swept the Cavaliers. And he really didn't have anybody else around him. But, you know, at the age of 35, he averaged near a triple-double through these playoffs, 29, 10, and 9 a game on 50, like, 6% field goal shooting. So I don't know what else to say, man. We'll revisit this in a future pod, re reinitiate the LeBron conversation with another LeBron purist so we can make the sides even. <laughs> but the Lakers, I think, are in a really interesting position here where they have a window probably for the next two years to be the favorites in the NBA. And I know a lot of people will counter that with a net super team that's coming, but you're going to have to prove to me that a seven-footer with foot problems past the age of 32 can come back from an Achilles injury. Yeah, Achilles injury. are no joke, dude. Speaking from experience, no joke. But honestly, I don't think Kyrie would be able to keep up with the LeBron AD. That's just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, AD, like... AD was we, a monster. One thing you can bet on as a Laker fan, regardless of what transactions are made, regardless of who the Lakers retain and who they try to bring in, who they try to move, like a Kyle Kuzma. Um, I think one thing you can bank on is this is an 80s peak. He's 27 years old. Like He still has room to grow in his game, and there's elements of his game, polishes in his game, that you're starting to see get better and better. The dude wasn't a consistent three-point shooter like this three, four years ago, and now he's got a face-up game, a spin back-to-the-basket fadeaway game. I think you're going to see improvement from him, and as long as LeBron can stay near this level that he's at, which is <laughs> the best of his career great. at age 17, or year 17, I think the sky is the limit for the Lakers. They really showed me that they're the real deal going I, forward. For me personally, I think for a lot of people as well, like seeing LeBron have the opportunity for a three-peat like at this late in his career – and then that would like no like fully solidify his goat oh, status. Seven in my rings, yeah. Yeah, that would that, that would. My, there's it's no over. objective, yeah. If that can happen, I think this is the greatest opportunity to be able to do it. You have an AD like you said that's getting better, and honestly, I, I see a GM making a trade for a third superstar. If you're the Lakers, you can pick somebody up in free agency. So I, I see that happening Who as well. Who doesn't want to come to the Lakers? Exactly right. There's no convincing needed, and I think this is the best opportunity to end up winning a three-peat. And I mean, imagine you know him winning a championship the year of the whole Kobe travesty occurring, right? This one dedicated to Kobe and everything. Imagine what what what's more, uh, you know, alluring to and you know, uh, glamorifying 
and remembering Kobe Bryant more than winning a three-peat just like he did with Shaq and, you know, this new modern, dare I say, iteration of Shaq right now. Could you imagine, like, L.A. when that whole thing went down? Like, how crazy that the streets of L.A. would have been when they won? Unbelievable. Yeah. The three-peat with Shaq and Kobe? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And if COVID was going on, the amount of cases of COVID that would have went down with that many people out there? Unbelievable. I wish I could have been around in the 80s when Magic and Kareem Shut were down. winning championships. The West Coast yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. The, the drugs po- he would have taken on Oh, my God. Well, Ma- Magic Johnson, you know, there's a history behind that, too. Magic so. shrooms, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Magic shrooms and AIDS. Oh, my gosh. No, I, 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 yeah. I mean, this is his best opportunity to end up winning a championship. If I'm LeBron, dude, I stay. Like, keep doing these one-in-one you know, one 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 contracts. Years, yeah. yeah, like one year with a player option. Just keep doing those, dude. That's the best thing you could do. As long as I feel like you have him and AD together on one team, the sky's the limit, man. So I've got an obvious, easy trade candidate for the Lakers, and Talk this is my that. one move for them that I'm going to put out there. There's a, they need backcourt depth. I think Rajon Rondo opted out of his contract. He's not coming back. Karuzma is still on his rookie year. Karuzma? Karuzma. <laughs> My dude just mixed. <laughs> we're, I was we, so confused as to bro, who you we've were made, I'm going to start calling them that. <laughs> it just sounds better. It sounds right. We've made an art out of mixing up people's names. When we do Taiki YTT <laughs> on the podcast last week with the MCU rewatchables. But um, trading... For backcourt help in the form of someone who I think had one of his best years that nobody talked about, Derek Rose. Bring in Derek Rose. I think the Pistons will ship him out because they're trying to blow things up and go young again. Recently moving uh, Drummond's contract, and who knows Blake Gordon, Blake uh, Griffin. Who knows where he's going to end up? Is he going to be a Piston? I think he could swing the table for a lot of Western Conference teams as well. No, I, I completely I believe that. I could see a good that. fit with Derrick Rose, man. He's one to hold that. his own. Too, That's a value contract, yeah. right? You, you, you wouldn't be pay, paying the premium as you would for somebody like a Drew Holiday or a Bradley Beal. And I, I think you just need some, you know, an extra scorer on this team. And what, what better scorer at the point Bro, guard position? Than Derek Nineteen Rose points a game, the That's best, clutch. the best field goal percentage of his career since his MVP season. Didn't play even too many minutes. He played like 27 minutes a game and averaged 19 a game in those 27. So you want a backcourt score, just a little guy who can come in and give you a quick 20-piece when if LeBron's having an off night or AD's not doing his best, Derrick Rose is that guy. And I think he's, you know, with the lack of minutes, with the fact that he hasn't had knee surgery recently, he hasn't been scoped, I think he's primed to have that kind of like breakout role as the fourth, maybe even third guy for a Lakers team that's looking to repeat. Do you think that this Lakers team ends up retaining any front court talent? You think we like, we're talking about backcourt over here in Derrick Rose. I think that would be a perfect addition. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Bala, or do you see them doing anything with the front court as well? Like you're probably, you have JaVel McGee and Derek, uh, Dwight Howard, who both played a, played a critical role yeah. in the year and in the, uh, definitely in the postseason yeah. as well. So what do you do with that as well? Do you just give the whole front court to Anthony Davis and say, all right, bro, here, this just do it. This is all you now. There's no other big man clogging the paint or do you retain some sort of big man talent? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked into whether or not Dwight or JaVale would be coming back, but I think they'd be good pieces with them. And we're forgetting there's a third guy in the mix here. DeMarcus Cousins, dude. DeMarcus oh, Cousins was back. supposed to be an LA Laker. Yeah. What's he going to do? Like, I don't think he's at a high premium right now and he's not going to demand any mar- money on the free agency market. So <laughs> do, do the Lakers bring him back? Use like a small player exception on him and bring him into their front court depth? I don't know. That'd be scary. Yeah, I think there's a lot of possibilities. Dude, I totally forgot about him. Right? You know, I totally forgot dude, about him. Dude, we haven't him. seen him hoop really shit. for like two years. Do you think he comes back healthy though, dude? Like, Because I think he's got oh, health issues. All, all on his right leg, dude. Yeah. Achilles, knee, quad. 
Yeah, I'm not a seven footer, dude. That's what I'm saying. Seven footer on the closer end of 30, I believe, if he's not already 30. That's the only thing I'm scared about. I think he'd be a great value find. I think that gives you a stretch five that you can just give Anthony Davis the whole fucking lane to, like the whole middle court. If there's a team he can come back to, though, that he would do well in, it'd be the Lakers. You know, you wouldn't be rushed into early minutes. You got Dwight and JaVale to rotate at the center spot. And AD, like we saw in the playoffs, plays a lot of center, too. Yeah. Um, and if you come back healthy, I mean, you're playing next to two of the best, probably three or four players in the NBA. That would be clutch. Yeah. DeMarcus Cousins, when he was healthy, he was the best center in the league. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, I don't think I'm raising controversy in saying that. No, you're not. And he was young and still getting better. So if he comes back, even <laughs> 75% of what he was, he's automatically the best center on their roster. Yeah. I think he can give you a solid 15, 16 easily. Easy. I think he can do what Kuzma does, but I think at a, a more, a a position of more premium with this team. Yes. So I, I would love that sort of production back. And let's see what happens if you're a Lakers fan. I think a Lakers fan, uh, Lakers fans can be optimistic for their future. I think they, they saw exactly they what they got. going on, dude. And yeah, they, I think they have their second iteration to hold a Shaq and Kobe for this generation. I think another team that's very optimistic that maybe wouldn't have felt optimistic, at least I didn't feel optimistic about until the second half of the season, the Miami Heat. Dude. The team they beat in the NBA Finals. Miami's got a nice-looking future ahead Can of them. We, yeah. And, bro, what a revelation Jimmy Butler's been. From, like, cancer that everyone talked about to being the no-bullshit, let's-get-it-done guy in a Pat Riley culture in Miami. Can we just give, like, a huge shout-out and applause to Eric Spolster and Pat Riley? By God, winning championships and then coming back to the championship when just having your whole core decimated. I mean, that's culture. That's that's team and culture. That's that's creating a team Jimmy that people want to do. And never trying to tank. Never. Yeah. Never trying to tank. And now you finally got into back to the promised land with a team that's going to be a formidable force for the next for a good time. And I think has so much has so many assets that they can do whatever the fuck they want to. Especially with this, uh, you know, one and done deals that you can offer now. Yeah, I mean, you got Bam out of bio. He's Revelation. <laughs> like one of the three to five best centers, top five centers in the NBA. Easy. Gives you a skill set that really few other centers give you. Playmaking, versatile inside and outside defense. And he's got a little bit of a touch now near the basket. Yeah. So you got him young on a cheap contract. You got your rookie dropping 40 pieces in oh, the NBA God. Finals. Tyler Hero, dude. He's, he's no joke. Like, that kid's going to be nice. Initially, I said he reminds me of Chandler Parsons, but he's got so much more versatility and off-the-dribble off the game than Parsons did. And to be quite frank, at his rookie year, he's already got a better three-point shot, yeah. too. So... Him, Duncan Robinson, one what of the best three-point shooters. Was the, this is just this generation J.J. Redick. stroke, as gay as it sounds. It's our generation's J.J. Redick, bro. No, yeah. he's our generation's Jimmy Neutron. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did y'all hear the, yeah, yeah, the Lakers that, bench man. was calling him that? What, I, I didn't see it at first, and then they put the picture side by side. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's a goofy loofing. My dude had too. some nice brain blast against the Lakers in this finals, bro. He did, yeah. Damn. The bill. He, he pulled that shit. The back. fusion gun was on point. Ooh, there you go, bro. Jimmy, yeah. I'm trying. Days. Look at y'all, man. Come on, bro. We, bro Nickelodeon Culture. and Disney Channel childhood. I got Culture. you, bro. Maybe like 20 years ago. That's little, for y'all. Little courage. No, you you probably dipped into a little courage. The cowardly dog. Oh yeah, I watched that. Oh, come on now, bro. That was the shit, dude. Everybody you kissed the boy, bro. Yeah. That damn dog. <laughs> Um, dark, dark cartoons. We don't see too many of those anymore. Do you think Eustace would have been a serviceable point guard for uh, the LA Lakers? Yeah. What was the old grandma's name? Oh, Muriel, bro. Muriel? Muriel. You think Muriel was a Trump voter? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, cur- cur- she would go the out whole there premise the of the show changes. Out, yeah. 
I think I think I think Courage would be a, a Biden voter. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, cur- 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 I could see Courage starting as like a Rand Paul voter or Ron Paul <laughs> voter. Yeah, I can see that too. Eventually coming to his senses. You, how about Eustace though? What what is Eustace? What if Eustace is Bernie Sport and we've just known him all wrong? Eustace is like Jimmy Dore. He's like, dude, just burn the establishment down. <laughs> I'm not vote like I'm voting not even third party. I'm writing in Kanye. <laughs> So Eustace is woke is what you're telling me. He's a part of the woke culture for sure. Oh my gosh, Eustace, man. Eustace is on Twitter. I don't give a fuck that he's 95 years old. (laughs) Damn, bro. Courage, Kelly, dog. We we have not forgotten you in this day and age, man. Holy shit. Hey, so Miami. There's a a few. (laughs) Hey, so Miami. (laughs) (laughs) There's a few few guys I think that Miami should be looking at, right? We're gonna have to. We're gonna unpackage this eventually. We might as well tip the lid off. Miami might be a suitable destination for Giannis. It, it is mm-hmm. the most suitable. Giannis. One of the, I think the two or three legit probable teams that could pull it off with the assets, with the cap space, and the situation that he'd want to come into. Yeah. So Giannis is one guy you want to keep an eye out for if they want to keep things the way they are and hold assets off. Another is a guard, man. I think Miami's gonna need a guard. Maybe Chris Paul. Potentially oh, is someone that they're perfect. eyeballing. You know, the Thunder. Oh, Chris Paul and Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. Ooh. The but, Thunder yeah. will have the cap space to absorb those deals with a lot of their guys, like Danilo Gallinari's contract coming off the books and just having a bunch of other rookie contracts. So possibly you could see him there. Are there any other guards you guys would see maybe thriving in a Miami system that might be on the block? Uh, Drew Holiday. I think, I think Drew Holiday Ooh. would be perfect for this team just based upon... But I mean, if, I, if I'm if i still getting a straight mentality, I don't think anything follows screams more Miami Heat culture than Chris Paul. Ooh. Right? Like, it, But having... You it's know, the team culture, bro. I feel like is. he fits in uh, He fits perfectly like with saying. it. I would yeah. love that. Would, like, you, know, you don't have a veteran presence on this team other than Udonis Haslam just yelling at all these players, right? But yeah. other than that... It's like, the off-ball movement that they be doing, too. yeah, it works perfectly. And with I think how Chris Paul plays. completely he, he can facilitate that. And Easy. I think you know if you decide to go the older route and actually say, all right, you know what, we need a veteran here. If you're trying to just go straight like strategic long-term move, then yeah, Drew, uh, I would say Drew Holiday. Then a guy, a vet that can still put up numbers. And Drew Holiday, yeah. I mean, players talk about this all the time. Best defender, mm-hmm. yeah. Like as far as guards go, there's yeah. no one that can stay with players like Drew Holiday does. Didn't KD say that on the, on, on the podcast? On the JJ Reddit yeah. podcast, right? Yeah, I remember him saying that. A lot of other players have come out and said too that this guy. And I mean, in a guard in a guard driven league, that's what you need, right? Imagine having you. That means you have a, a stopper as a point guard, a wing, and a five. Like this would be. Of, this would be a defensive nightmare. For and, the and the craziest part about that is it's a defensive nightmare. And at the same time, all five of those guys we just mentioned can create for themselves and their teammates. Like it's not. Drew Holiday, unbelievable playmaker. I mean, you talk about craftiness with the ball, unorthodox style at the rim. He's disgusting. Yeah. Bam Adebayo, one of the best playmakers at center. Jimmy Buckets can create for other guys. Um, it just everything about that lineup would be dangerous. Jimmy Butler showed a lot to me this finals, bro. Yeah. Like this guy, forty points like it's he was dropping forty pieces and triple doubles like it's nothing. I, I dude, yeah, I think we talked about this before. Like, you know, I, don't th- I think we can easily argue top ten player in the league now, if not even there. A game He's seven Laker Heat would have been amazing, bro. Oh, to see them going back and forth of Jimmy yeah. Buckets and LeBron. And that's oh, what it was, bro. This season, like I 
I think if I really wish we had, we saw the Miami Heat with Goran Dragic. Yeah, I yeah. Think been, I think we missed. That would have been so definitely much. a game changer. We saw a lot that. from Jimmy. I think we saw a lot from Tyler Hero very early in his career. But then we saw the rookie mistakes. Like Tyler Tyler, Tyler Hero had points where he just looked lost. Another player on the Heat uh, that did had a very good regular season just got destroyed in the off season. Uh, sorry, in the postseason. Uh, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn was literally I don't know if y'all remember, but this guy was the one trying to attempting to box out Anthony Davis and just got destroyed every time. Yeah, I don't know what happened with him. He he kind of like fell into the Eric Spolstra doghouse the second half of the season, like bubble onwards. Him and him and uh, Derek Jones Jr. the most like yeah. that that athletic most, freak. Yeah, most tenured guy there besides Haslam. On yeah. The team. I mean, I, I saw, and again, they have so much of this talent too. So it's was like, you know, what do you do with them next year too, right? Kendrick Nunn gave you 15 a game. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't a bum. All rookie first team, yeah, man. Like, so is he going to be a guy that you can package off I with another contract definitely. to get you a guard? I think that's the best move. Yeah. You've got all your draft picks. You know, you got a, you got young pieces on the cheap already. Why not go for it now? Yeah. So Miami, I think, is one of the, if not the most interesting team in the East to watch right now. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like offseason moves that you make as well. Like, what do you do with Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder was a huge piece of this team, yeah, right? Yeah, he was a starter. Well. Yeah, he was a huge piece. Of, you know, went, left Boston, came here. Um, what do you do at the wing? Like, there, there's so many things you could just play around for a big, uh, big deal. And uh, I'm excited to see where they make a splash, bro. I really am. I think this would be fun, especially with like, you know, them going in the freaking finals this year and all these young pieces getting better. Um, anybody that we see as an untouchable on, on the heat that you don't see them, you know, this young core, you see them being a part of a trade deal. I think, I think Butler, honestly, I think they're building around Butler. I think he's the guy, he's the emotional this is a perfect fit for him, bro. Honestly. Yeah. Emotional leader of the team. Uh, I don't think if you ship Butler out, you get equal or better return. No. And Miami's a team that can win right now. Like they just showed this past postseason run. Uh, and so don't give up your best asset. If you're not going to get another superstar player, which I don't see any team pulling that off for Butler. Yeah. The only person I see that them holding on to no other Jimmy Butler being definitely the one they want to build around, but I, I don't see this team trying to trade Duncan Robinson. I, I think, you know, again, like a six foot eight, six foot nine guy, that's an automatic bucket coming off a screen. Yeah. You're not trying to get rid of that right now. Yeah. So I, and I think, you know, you saw in the, in the fucking, uh, this guy, he, he has some Clay Thompson-esque reminders for me mm-hmm. right now early in his career. Just dude, a quick one dribble yeah, shoot, bro. Dude dropped the 40 piece, like almost what, a 30 piece in the finals his first year right now. Like that's that's no joke, just on threes. So like I, I see a lot and I think it could be a value contract. I think all these other guys are going to demand a lot of money. So I see Tyler Hero just exploding and requiring his, his own team, you know, wherever he ends up going as well. Uh, Bam is a star in the wait, waiting. I think everybody sees that, like if not a superstar in the waiting. So, man, Miami's going to be fun. You know that Riley has some sort of ace up his sleeve. Yeah. So, going back to L.A. for a second, the Clippers, man. Fuck. Uh, the most di- can we say they're the most disappointing team yeah. of 2020? Yeah, I, I don't Easy. think there's a, there's an argument for that. Yeah, Easy. I mean, with all the turmoil from the team yeah. after it all ended, losing their coach, things being come out and said about their superstars... Um, for a team that we thought was going to be up there with LA in the end, having a 3-1 lead in the second round. The hype that was built up on the trade with Paul George and Kawhi, dude, really, like... It was, it was rightfully earned, right? Yeah. Like, you remember last year, the year before uh, Paul George and Kawhi ended up on the same team, this team was a competitive team yeah. in, the play, in the playoffs, and they were returning that whole squad and adding two superstars. Like, you know, statistically speaking, this may, this was the year that they should have, on paper, beat the LA Lakers. They matched up better than the mm-hmm. Lakers. Their two superstars were just are, are just as good, in my opinion, as Kawhi, Kawhi coming off one of the best postseason runs of we've seen probably ever. Yeah. Um, and he's 29, hasn't had an injury, healthy, load managed, going into the playoffs. 
And then Paul George, dude, like this is Paul George is one of the most desired assets in basketball. Hundred percent. A dude. guy who scores in so many different ways. Two way player, one of the best defenders. Wasn't in the he league. third in MVP voting just last year? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking the, insane. That's right. He was, a, he was, a, he was, a, he, he's no bum. He was literally in the voting for the third best player in the NBA that year. And, and he messed up his shoulder and wasn't the same in the playoffs. But people forget before like the last month of the season with that shoulder injury, Paul George was, <laughs> I was scared to play the thun. Very few players as a Rockets fan have made me fear another team. One of them is like Dirk right. with the Mavericks, oh, God. Kobe and the Lakers, um, Monte Ellis and whatever fucking team he played for. <laughs> dude, dude, always. He would drain all sorts of threes. <laughs> on just him. any Warriors team, Anywhere. right? Can we just put any, any version Fuck, of the Warriors? Dude. Yeah, I'm haunted by probably even Andres Beadrins oh, for a couple gosh. games. <laughs> um, but now it's this guy is one of them. So Paul George, you know, the game winner he hit on us. Oh, God. The 2019 season to dude. make us the fucking, what, what were we, the fourth seed or fifth seed? Pretty much. Yeah, that was... Yeah. A traditional Rockets ending up. So I think the Clippers are in a weird spot here where both those guys perform less to less than expected standards. Role players didn't really do their thing and they sound disappointed and morale isn't high in the locker room. New coach. I don't know, man. If the Clippers want to move some pieces around, I wouldn't mind as a Houston Rockets fan taking Paul George off their hands. Yeah, I think what we talked about this uh while we were while we're preparing, but that whole Russell Westbrook for Paul George deal that makes yeah. too much sense not to, not to not occur. To Kawhi Leonard just came out and said we need a PG on this team. Well, there's two ways you can solve that. One, you can move PG, hey. get him off the <laughs> fucking team, and then bring in Russell Westbrook. Dude just averaged 29, 10, and 9 on 49% from the field. You know you'd have to get rid of Patrick Beverly, right? There's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a kind of work to do. Bro, bring, yeah. pa- bring P-Bev back to Houston. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. I'll take that. P-Bev. Give them Eric Gordon. We'll take back Patrick Beverly. Ooh. Make the contracts work. Ooh, Eric, so Eric Sign Gordon. Sign the papers now. <laughs> Eric Gordon and Russell Westbrook for Patrick Beverly and Paul George. You I think that? it's a fair trade. Okay. I do that. Yeah, I think so too. I and think, I think it works for both teams. Damn. I would like that as a Rockets fan. Yeah. Let's see if that actually happens. I highly doubt Had it. Had a good defensive presence on our team. I don't know, dude. Like, I, I see them try and trade for another guard at, and try to get younger. I see them trying to get like a Bra- Bradley Beal. I know that's been said. Who, the Rockets or the Clippers? The Clippers. Oh, the okay. Clippers. Yeah. I wish we could say us. Yeah. My gosh, that would be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think Washington's as stupid as Dolan or or anything of that nature. But no, I would love to see that, man. And I think it's it's just scary to see like where the Clippers could have been and you know, not being able to see that this year with Kawhi Leonard. That it was really disappointing. And I think this also makes me want to think, like, God damn, what if Kawhi just stayed in fucking Toronto? How much more different yeah. the East could have been. You want a point guard that compliments you? How about Kyle Lowry and Fred Van oh Fleet? Oh, God. Yeah. That's, this team was literally... It, there's never been a team built solely around one superstar as well as that that, that Raptors team. So here's year. the depressing part about it, bro. It was built around DeMar DeRozan. And, oh, my God. And he knows now, yeah. like, I was the problem the whole time. It <laughs> was on DeMar. me. Damn. <laughs> he's such a good guy, too. Honestly, I, I he was, he was a cool guy. DeRozan. I liked him. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been so, like, he's such a good guy. And to know that, hey, bro, you, it, was, it was all fucking you. Kawhi Leonard's just a better player all around than you. And he was able to win us a championship. Poor yeah. Car. Yikes. Yeah, Toronto's going to be an interesting team as well. Damn. So, yeah, Toronto just, I mean, they're top seed again. Home court advantage. I, I love that. Great pieces. I what are they going to do? What's next for them? I think so. I think I think Toronto is a very, very viable candidate for the Giannis Antetokounmpo sweepstakes yes, as well. Yes, and that I that would be a very interesting. I thing, and look, Holy Giannis shit. has seen 
that this team has won a championship with a superstar in the middle. It's completely capable, and I think you, they, you still have their window. I think you do it. Yeah, I think Giannis. Do you think is, you can recreate the same thing with one hundred percent Giannis? You, you're if not better. If yeah, you look. A lot that, of shooters on that yeah, team. Yeah. A lot of spacing to be had. I don't know if Serge Ibaka plans on resigning with them, but you want to talk about a perfect stretch four, even five, because of his defensive prowess. Big. Give me Serge Ibaka. That's 100%. a wet dream of mine for the Rockets too. That would be great. I would love it. And Ibaka. I think. It, does so well for that team and fits in so well. I think he would easily take like a one or two year like contract of like eight million dollars. You got to keep in mind you're, that Marcus All contract is like thirty million a year is coming off the books. Yeah. So you don't have to. And chances are he also he said that he wanted to go back to Europe and finish his career off at FC Barcelona. So let's see if he does that or if he just stays one year for a minimum contract with them. As yeah, well. I think he's going to. Uh, I think he's going overseas. I think yeah. he wants to finish his career where it started. That would be. I mean, but even then, it's. I, you know what you can get on the cheap or you can get a Giannis uh people forget Pascal Siakam was what second team all NBA this year or third yeah. team he was all NBA I know that for a fact mm-hmm. he was all NBA this year too so he's I think he was second team right? yeah and that's I mean what 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 is there to say that's there's five people in the NBA rated better than you that year as an all NBA player I mean shit. if you're Toronto right now Milwaukee calls you up and says hey we know Giannis is leaving us he's not coming back we're gonna offer you a package so yeah no you got the phone call what are you about to do? You you got 30 seconds to answer yes or no to me. I'm giving you Giannis, and you got to take Eric Bledsoe's contract okay. for Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, and a sign-and-trade, Pascal Siakam, and your next two first-round picks. No, God be- damn. No, because I truly believe that you have a clear chance of getting this guy in free agency. But I think you have to know that the Bucks aren't going to trade him. They're going to let him go to free agency. Do you have that, op- that opportunity or no? Uh, no, they're going to get rid of them. They're, 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 they're looking at someone to trade. Bro, there's though. so many teams that have the the Mavericks. Since we're going to go into Giannis, fuck it, let's do it. The Mavericks, I think that's that'll a be scary, scary yeah, spot for scary. Giannis to end up. Please, the, the amount of nightmares I'm just... The West will be a nightmare, now. man. Just going from fucking Duncan to Dirk to the whole Spurs revolution. Now we got fucking Giannis. And then Giannis for fucking the next 10 years and with Luca yeah, paired with Luka. probably the top five player in the NBA and Luca. Yeah. yeah. It's not an ideal situation as a rocket. You think fan. these players really like sit there and think about these things like, damn bro, I get to play with this guy. Let me yes, go play. Bro. Here. Yeah, I think, I think ever since we saw the 2008 redeem team and all those guys came together, they spent summers overseas together. They're a part of these like, small groups that are away from the whole scene for months at a time with each other. I think you see like they talk and they plan these things out. So it's a player driven league now. And I absolutely do think like a Giannis Luca fucking Porzingis over. Would that be the greatest international duo or trio probably ever Ever. question? Would you keep, would you be if, if you were Dallas and you made that trade, I don't think you're keeping Kristaps, bro. I think Kristaps... Fuck it. Did. See you later, dude. Bye, Kristaps. <laughs> <laughs> Not been, even a question about it. Yeah. You had a good oh, first round series in the playoffs there for us. Good it's good been job, nice, man. dude. But, you know, we're getting, we're getting one of the two best players in the league. I, I wish they'd be able to keep one more star, but I think this team would be great. Wh- who do you think would be more successful? You think if Giannis ended up plopping on to this Raptors team currently and still able still was able to keep all their assets... Do you think that they would be a more viable candidate than to the win Mavericks? championship in the Mavericks? Yeah. What, do you mean this from Giannis' standpoint yeah, yeah, or yeah, the yeah, team? Yeah, yeah. Like what from team Giannis's has standpoint. a better? Giannis's standpoint. I think Toronto. I yeah. think you stay in the East and dominate the East for the next decade. What's you come to the West. Dude? Yeah, dude. They're so Way too competitive. The Warriors, the Lakers, like even the Rockets I'd are I'd like rather a face them one time in the playoffs and that's at the end. Yeah. I just keep seeing the fact that if Kawhi was able to do it, 
I think if we're just speaking on talent wise, Giannis is a more talented overall player than Kawhi. Yeah. And I, I think he would just fit Fred Van Vliet. He was meant to have a Fred Van Vliet to compliment the way he plays. Like, oh my God. That, that thickness. Dude, yeah, that. Are you kidding me? The fact that you can just score at will with that. And to have, like, I think Pascal Siakam's the better version of Chris Middleton that Giannis has always wanted. Right, like Middleton was <laughs> never going to be an All NBA player. He's always going to be an All Star, great like star, but he never had another superstar next to him like that. And I think Pascal would be the perfect one. Yeah, that's the th- bad thing about the Bucks, man. Like you think about what they can do to keep Giannis if that's an option. They got one year. Like this is do or die for them. Chris Middleton's the second best player on that team, and with the way the contracts are sorted, I don't think he's going anywhere. At least not for equal return. Of so investment. if you had to do something to keep Giannis, what would you do? Man, I, there's a few options out there. You know, you think about would the Bucks be a good spot for Chris Paul to come to? Get Giannis that fourth quarter guy and the point guard that he's never had paired next to him. You got to think, man, I don't know a lot of other guys who are available who'd be up on the block for the Bucks to be able to get with the way their contracts are. Yeah, Eric yeah. Bledsoe, ultimately, I think the big mistake that will haunt them in their GM is keeping signing Eric Bledsoe to that contract and letting Brogdon? Malcolm Brogdon yeah. go. I agree. That's it. with the seasons that Malcolm Brogdon's had, like 19, 7 and 7, inefficient shooting. He's the guy that would have been paired perfectly with Giannis in the playoffs. I agree. I think I keep looking at that and I'm, I keep looking at Eric Bledsoe and seeing, like, you know, the main thing about the books that doesn't add up to me is that they had three guys on that team that ended up being on the all defensive team. Like, this is objectively a very good team. Yeah. I don't know what happens to them in the playoffs. Like, a switch just goes off and this whole, like, <laughs> like, because this team dominated in the regular season, right? Like, in the regular season... Well, you also got to take in consideration, bro. Playoff is a whole different game. It is, and that's what I'm and saying. I like, think it really gets to that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, who do you that's have awful. that can be mentally strong like that? Because it's crazy for a team to be so dominant in the regular season to just literally barely get past your first round and then lose to the Heat in the second round as you well. You need that postseason experience. I think, I think they're very system offense, heavy-oriented team with Budenholzer and the, and the Spurs ways. Um, and unfortunately, like in the playoffs, you game plan for that. You read tape on that as opposed to the course of an 82 game regular season where you got one night's rest, you're not practicing in between games and you're kind of just going on the fly out there and system teams can do a lot better against those, especially when you have athletic freaks like Giannis. Yeah. I think in the playoffs when things slow down and you game plan, Giannis isn't effective yet because he doesn't have the consistent three point shot yet. I think, unfortunately, in today's game, like it really comes down to that. You got to have one of your stars that can stretch the court. I mean, we saw the difference of what that three point shot did for AD this year. I mean, yeah. imagine what it could do to Giannis as well. Like, yeah. you know, like this could just take him to the next level. And I think because you don't have that, you need some very good star shooting. And I think you have to get a guard who can just shoot three consistently. Eric Bledsoe is kind of like Russell Westbrook in that fashion of like where. He'll be really good consistently, um, you know, like the shoot at a volume three-pointer, uh, three-point range about the high 30s. Then out of nowhere in the playoffs, just drop to being like, you can't, you can't trust can't this guy anything, to make a yeah. shot. Like you, you really can't. And you don't have any other point guard in the backcourt that can do that. Maybe like George Hill, but like nothing like a star player. Hey, I mean, when you go up against a coach like Eric Spolstra, he'll put you in the most uncomfortable spots. Oh, man. So he'll force you into those lo- low percentages. And that's a big part of the heat, man. Big part of the heat and a big part of Giannis's limitations until he develops a shot. What do you think if you're Giannis, bro? Like you had Kawhi. Kawhi made you look bad last year, and this year Jimmy Butler made you look bad. Like, how would you feel if you're Giannis right now? That two guys that you know haven't won an MVP like I have, back-to-back MVP, MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year, following the likes of Michael Jordan, uh, following the likes of Hakeem Olajuwon. 
David Robinson, like you're, you're an all time company over here and you you did that in your early twenties. Um, you know, how is it, how would it feel that Kawhi shut you down and won a championship and Jimmy shut you down this year and faced LeBron in the finals? He's just not a true perimeter player yet. Like uh, he's a lot of his game in the playoffs. You watch him down in the post elbow face ups coming a lot of assisted points, yeah, points definitely. that he gets created for him. Um, and in the regular season again, bro, like you have so many more open court opportunities, so much sloppier basketball turnovers lead to fast break points. Giannis in the playoffs doesn't look like the same guy. There's games and stretches where he looks like a freak. He had a few 30 point games, great output. But when it comes down to it, the games you see the Bucks struggle in are those games that we talk about. They slow down, they get in the half court and he can't produce. Do you think Chris Paul would alleviate a lot of that? Or do you think there's anything that can make the Bucks win a championship? I think they need a guard. They need a clutch point guard that can handle the ball in the crunch time of a game like a Chris Paul. Another guy, potentially. Hey, Derrick Rose is still out there, man. Like, It's not guaranteed that the, the Pistons Lakers. ship him off yeah. to the West or the Lakers or a team like that. You've got assets on this Bucks team you can move, especially for a team like Detroit that's looking to shed salary. Mm-hmm. So any guard, I think, is an update over, again, an incompatible wing athletic guard player in Eric Bledsoe. He's, I think Eric Bledsoe can do great things in the league, but again, he's he's like a Russell Westbrook. You can't pair him with guys that can't shoot. I I, I want to see one guy with the uh, with Giannis right now, man. Um, I'm thinking Victor Oladipo. Ooh. I think Victor Oladipo Ooh. would be the perfect player to try to get assets for and trade to Indiana and bring him over. I think that would very slept on player, honestly. Yeah, I, I think he would be like what you're looking. Ideally, wanted Eric Bledsoe to be right, like somebody that could defend, create their own shot, and actually be a clutch player in 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 the playoffs uh he's shown it victor oladipo shown it. he's playing in a small market before i think this would be the perfect place for him mm-hmm. to be um i don't would it be enough to keep you know Giannis. to keep Giannis? i don't know you know i, I think Depends the question what version of oladipo you get yeah are we talking about superstar one right when we, we went back to indiana old hickory yeah dude yeah. Old, oh yeah he brought those jerseys yes. back fire indiana's got so many cool school mm-hmm. jerseys bro they do. Man. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller's an all-time great. I would love to have like an old-school Reggie Miller jersey. Well. Yeah, the one they wore when he put the hit the yeah, choke, the choke around Spike his neck Lee. to Spike Lee. Done. One of the greatest moments in pop culture for the NBA. Yeah, bro, sit down. Spike. Oh that was gosh. a great documentary too. Bro. I forgot. What Probably the, the favorite yeah. thirty yeah. for thirty winning time. Oh my god, that was great. Yeah, um, we got to do a thirty for thirty podcast as well. There's a lot of good thirty for thirties out there. Yeah, bro, the winning time is a good one. Um. The freaking uh, the Fab Five at Michigan. That was great. That was top three that for me, great. too. There's other ones I can't think of off the top of my head, but they were really good early on. No, I, I, I agree. And I think... What the fuck were we what talking, were we talking about? about? Giannis being <laughs> fucked Giannis. in the... Oh, yeah, I, I think that's... We have a lot of Giannis talk. I, I'm excited to see where the fuck Giannis ends up in the summer. What happens? Let's see oh, what we're happens. talking about with him and Oladipo. Yeah. Yes. So oh, I've God. heard that report, Nabil. <laughs> I've heard the report that Oladipo is very interested in going to Milwaukee. The Heat are another team he's been wanting to go to. That'd be nice. The Heat, be aren't, nice. As, the yeah. Heat aren't as interested. The Bucks, I don't know. I don't know if there's been anything on them yet. Let's see what happens. I can see you're working with the Bucks, man. Heat may be a little Damn, tricky. Dude. So I mean that that goes back to the Bucks. Then what do we think about these other teams, bro? Like, what do we think? Do we see any sleepers as we see next year as well going in? I mean, we gotta talk about one team that's haunted the Houston Rockets for millennia, and I think will end up continuing to hurt the West going forward. Uh, the fucking Golden State Warriors, bro. Yeah. They're coming back healthy next year. Yeah, I, bro. Could you honestly say 
them all getting injured was the best possible thing that could have happened to them. As scary yeah. enough, yes. And I think uh, there's boy, some part of it that it, has to be calculated. What pick did they have? I think like the second pick. The second, second pick, pick in the draft this year. Second pick. Dude, so basically Steph and Clay get a whole year off from basketball. They're exactly. chilling, getting healthy. I think. Do you think there's a part that of you that just thought that Golden State leadership told Steph, like, hey, bro, it's okay, just chill. One hundred percent. I agree. One hundred percent. I agree. You want us all this? They you have all these what accolades, they were doing, chill. bro. They yeah. knew what they were doing. And then Curry also. People forget, man. Like early in his career, there were a lot of question marks of if he could ever stay healthy. He had a history of yeah, ankle injuries. Ankle injuries. So they want to keep him for whenever they can truly contend, and that's when Clay comes back. That's when. Andrew Wiggins, for the first time in his career, is in a position where he doesn't have to be the dude. He has nothing to prove. He's going to be, what, like the third or fourth best player on this team. Yeah. I feel like he just did not shine in the Timberwolves, bro. Yeah. He's, he's talented, right? Yeah, Gives you 20, is, points, yeah. 20 points a game, and he, you know he's definitely a great volume scorer. Now it's just you got to hit your open shot. There's gonna, you're, it, yeah. The other players are going to be double teamed. You're going to have so many one-on-ones, if not just open shots ready for you. And you've shown that you're a talented player. Yeah, I mean, combine that with Steph and Clay, like you said, Vala. Dude, this team is just stacked head to toe, right? Draymond Green's coming back. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we saw this young core that, you know, looked promising last year as well. So this team is stacked like one to eight, man. I think we can go back to those old, scary, deep Warriors teams that we've always So played. what's your second pick, man? Who are you looking to pick? Probably James Wiseman. Give me like, okay, so first off, you've got Curry and Thompson. They're back. And from all the reports you've read, Clay Thompson looks like he's progressing. And like yeah. the Warriors players, the young guys are surprised at how good he is. And this is him coming off an ACL tear where he's gotten extended time off because of the bubble pushing back the start of this next season. So he's going to come back. Let's assume he's at least like 80%, 90% of himself. Curry's your old MVP Curry. Like come nothing's on. changed. He just had a wrist Came injury back, and sat out. Came the half court, shot. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then Draymond's back, right? Andrew Wiggins. And then you got the second pick of the draft. Give me a, like a pick and roll lob threat who has no pressure to try to do too much, but just needs to use his athletic prowess on the defensive end and to complement that pick and roll game for me. Give me James Wiseman. And then you still have moves left over on the bench. You have all rookie first team. What's that guy? Pascal? Pas- yeah, something Pascal. We're sorry for disrespecting you. Yes, Mr. Something Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely damn good. They have, they have a bevy of young talent. Well, I question to you, though. Do you think if the Warriors are going to hold on to this number two pick, or do you think they're going to trade it? I think it's there's a high likelihood that they trade it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some holes that this team has, one of them being, like, legit wing threat, like they had when KD was there. Or before KD was there, you know, they had a few guys filling in that role. So... Can you trust Andrew Wiggins to be that guy full time? I mean, I guess as the third or fourth guy, you could probably put a decent I mean, amount of money on it. With all that pressure it. not on him anymore, I mean, I, I, you got to think of the previous wings that the Warriors have had. Right, you've had KD and Andre Iguodala. You've got to you got to end up stepping that up and playing in those shoes. Yeah, that's that's a lot to do, and I, it's it's going to come down to clutchness. You're going to need you need you're going to need a smart clutch. They're at three, and can Andrew Wiggins provide that? If he can't, you got to get somebody else. Who else? Who? I mean, how many guys yeah. fill that role that you just laid you out? You just oh, laid man. out two solid-ass players. Yeah, right a clutch. You don't need a superstar. Like, you know, like, Iguodala was never a superstar, but just made, made the smart move, right? A Shane Battier-esque player, if you can. Mm. Like, something just very high basketball IQ. IQ. related. Yeah, okay. it would be high IQ uh, and can and play good defense. That's, that's, all, that's all you need, and can hit an open shot. It's hard. But I, I think there may there may be stuff available. Robert Covington? 
He could provide. I think that'd be good. Would you trade the second pick for Robert Covington if you're the I, Warriors? If you're the Warriors, hell no. Not not that alone. <laughs> you need something. You, you still have the number two pick. You need you need a star of play. Maybe a Jalen Brown. Who knows? Maybe Ooh. a Jalen Brown. For the, if I'm if I'm them, if they that's, a, if, that's an interesting team. If you too, think, the Celtics. yeah, if you think that Jason Tatum is going to take this next step, which he showed in the playoffs, if we're going to get in, if we're going to get into Boston, um, if you think he's going to take the next step, why not trade Jalen Brown for another young player? No way. If I'm the Celtics, no way. I think Jalen yeah. Brown and Tatum are my untouchables. Everyone mm-hmm. else can go, but I'm building around those two. Those guys are good. Those are the future. That that these guys are in their twenties. I think Jalen Brown is fucking unbelievable. Jalen Brown. We've mentioned this on a previous pod. That's like a Maury type move. Yes, Getting 100%. him and putting the ball in his hand for like a hundred possessions. Hundred percent. I see that happening a mile away. And then you have another guy with him and Jason Tatum who mm-hmm. just took the next step in in this playoffs. Um, Low key, yeah. he's he's like other than Booker, he's modeled his game more than any other player Kobe. after Kobe Bryant. Have y'all seen the like comparison videos? Yeah. It, it does look pretty I mean, they dope. They train together, so I guess he would assume. <laughs> he, he's athletic as fuck, bro. And he has a sweet J. 6'9", 6'10". This guy, yeah, that... And Boston is just built so well as well. And I think they're going to keep getting better. Marcus Smart... I mean, bro, we know from the tra- our Travis days, this guy can fucking hoop. And uh, he's, I think, a player that Travis anybody... Travis played him in Travis? We lost their state championship. Oh, uh, the shit. Year, his senior year. He won uh, He won at Flower Mound Marcus, won the state championship, went to Oklahoma State. Balled out at Oklahoma State. Now look at him, dude. Any player that people... Lashed out at racist Texas Tech fans in hey, the stands? Come on now, bro. Good yeah, times. Dude. You're from Texas. Don't test us, It's bro. okay, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> But no, that combined with Kyrie Irving, still starring, not a superstar in this league, never was in my opinion, but a solid star in this league. Gordon Hayward, who hasn't, he's no lower, nowhere close to being the star anymore, but a solid, solid starter, still a little, play on, little player on this team. And whatever you do with the bigs, right? Maybe it's Enes Cantor, maybe it's um, some other white dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking forget, completely forgetting. You Tice. Got it. Daniel Tice, thank you. Yeah, like you still have. I think you have solid players, man. I, I think you still retain this team, and I think this is going to be a solid sleeper in, in in the East. But the question is, what do they do, or what do you need to do? Man, I, it's tough. I you like have a, a lot of good pieces in place right now. I don't think they need anything. Yeah, I don't think they yeah. really need anything. I think you need Kemba to be healthy yeah. during the playoffs. But, you know, he's going to be 31. He's six feet tall. He's a part of the midget club. Honestly, every time I see him driving in, I'm just like, man, Look, this just doesn't seem right. Let's just hold your breath. Yeah. Kemba is worth it. Kemba loses value to see if he can't create his own shot. That's yeah, still he's able that's he's still able to create his own shot. He's still looking like he's untouchable by some fucking guards in this league. Yeah. But he imagine has- this team fully healthy. All four guys fully healthy. Yeah, I think and I think Boston's got some moves to make. They still have some draft picks they can move around. Um, I think they'll move them. They got so much young talent on that team, man. Bring in some more veterans. Um, the oh, center spot, I yeah. think the front court is the weakness for them. I think they need a legit center out there. So even if they had Enos Cantor, Vala, do you think that that starting four of a healthy, wh- how far do you think a healthy Kemba, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and a healthy Gordon Hayward could go? I think they could have. Yeah, lead- championship team. Yeah, I think they could have beat the Heat this year if everybody yeah, was healthy. Gordon, Gordon Hayward wasn't healthy, so you can't factor him into it. Brown and Tatum are like just now starting to fill into their roles. Like this is really this year was the first year they both played star like usage and production during yeah. long stretches. Each one's going to give you twenty five a game for the next like five yeah, years. Yeah, easy. To keep them. Yeah, or, I mean Kemba, if he's healthy, he's one of the top probably ten to fifteen point guards in the NBA. Easy twenty what twenty two a point guy if you need him to be. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a that's a scary front court. That's a championship team. Yeah. No, I, simple I as that. that. I think they they could have easily won the East if they were healthy going to the playoffs. 
Completely agree. I think that's why you don't do much, but add depth if you can. At, like, at I guess you just positions. shop around, man. It, yeah, it's that's hard, really man. It. It's, it's good to say that this is a team I think we know that there's no way this core is going anywhere. Yeah. I think this four core doesn't go anywhere. I don't think anybody anybody makes moves to, to make these people leave. So speaking of that, what we have, we've talked about in the East. We've talked about Toronto. We've talked about Boston. Philly, bro. Philly. What's up with Philly? Oh, my Philly God. I don't know. some changes, dude. Bro, what's, what's going on with Philly? I mean... Are, is Ben and Embiid going to play together this year? You need to get rid of one. Yeah. And if there's one I'm going to build around, honestly, Embiid. I've thought about this. It's For me, it's Simmons. It's Ben Simmons for you? Yeah, he's more durable. I think you can compliment a lot more around his skill set. And then Embiid, just bro, seven feet tall with injury history. Injuries in the legs always scare me, man. See, dude, like I become so like when I keep thinking about it objectively on both sides, I think either or you really can't go wrong with it. It's, it's the flip of a coin. I and, think Embiid was one of the best, like as far as advanced analytics go, Embiid's one of the like five best players in basketball I, this I last agree. year. Dude, Embiid is still phenomenal. And the fact that he was doing it despite not having a system at all built around his strengths, um, Embiid is fucking phenomenal. I think he's going to be... If he ends up on the right team in the right area, I think he can end up being an all-time great. Um, he's, he's phenomenal. What a fucking hilarious rumor early in the offseason where they were saying the Rockets are reportedly interested oh, in Joel Embiid. <laughs> don't tease me like that, bro. That would be fucking amazing yeah, bro. at that point. But, I don't know, but I, I see the, I see the both sides of it as well. Yeah, I've been sense. breaking news. I've been fucking interested in Salma Hayek since I was 17. Wow. How's that been going? How's that been going? You know, I mean, everyone has aspirations. Hey, has your manager goal, called her manager? None of that. Oh. Yeah, we need we need a, we need need a manager. We need a, we need a clean house. Daryl Morey moves. Let's oh, go. Let's do it. <laughs> but Don, dude, I, I think I, I think that's the case though. With uh, fuck, what we were talking about. Damn it, dude! You did it again, Vala. You did, you honestly did it again. Oh. We were talking about the Boston Celtics with the big four. We were oh, talking what? about Ben Simmons, ben Joel Embiid. I'll yes. take that. Yes. What would you do with Ben Simmons? Do you keep him or do you let him go? Like I said, with with Embiid, I I keep Embiid. But if you're gonna keep Simmons as well, I think the argument's there to make the to be able to make. I think the dude can play defense really well. And if you just have a bevy of shooters around him, I think the sky yeah. could be the limit as well. So I I see both teams. He is like the focal options. point whenever he is driving in the paint. So if you're all the, the kickouts you could use. If you're the Rockets and you're building this like five out lineup, would you trade James Harden for Ben Simmons and get like a completely new window of the next eight years? That could be a Raphael Stone like signature move. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. If you just say that, you're if done. you do that, you got to get Russ out of there. You got to create pure spacing for him. You get the best shooter you can find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you find a way to just snag like uh, Buddy Heal that way from the Kings or something, or maybe yeah. you get Devin Booker. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, a Devin Booker. Devin Booker needs to get the fuck out of Phoenix. Yes. As soon as possible. Yeah, Fe- I mean Phoenix. What they went undefeated in the bubble. Like, do you think that was a the fluke? The solid eight and zero. Let's get to the let's get to the Suns den. Do we think that was a fluke yeah. for the Suns to end up getting that far in the bubble? Well, I mean, or do you think they're gonna be competitive in the West next year? By competitive, bro, I was, they they can be competitive. They we forget like the first thirty games, forty games of the season, they didn't have DeAndre Ayton. They're eighteen and twelve big man. Like that's that's production, dude. Yeah, for a guy who can stretch the court for you a little bit, monster on defense, rebounder. They got him back in the bubble and they dominated on both ends. Like they were one of the better defensive teams in the bubble as well. And there's a reason for that. They've got length. DeAndre Ayton's a rim protector and, and Booker, he's not a liability on defense either. Yeah. 
So Booker's an interesting question. It's just a matter of time till he like requests a trade. I yeah. think I see I, what I see with Devin Booker. I see like as James Harden is getting to the later twilight of his prime and probably going to decline after a couple of years. I see Devin Booker picking up that throne as the best shooting yes. guard in the league. Yes, he has everything in the, in, the, in the tools to do it. I just hope that he ends up. A team ends up realizing what he needs yeah, around him, exactly. and he ends up Such with a, a great waste player. Of talent, bro. Yeah, I, I don't want him to turn into Dame or anything like that too. Because every time I think of Dame, the, the, the Dame being in a bigger market, and it's like, man, you're just too loyal, too good. You're too good of a, you're too good to the NBA purists. Like it's, it's gonna, I, I, it's I gonna make him look too bad, bro. Yeah, like I, I think, and I think the Phoenix franchise historically has shown that. They're inept to win a championship. Either like you had you had Amari and Steve Nash for so oh. many years, and yeah, you, know, you couldn't do that. What a sad, what just a sad like moment in basketball. I feel like we all deserved was to see Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash win a championship. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like that. Robert Sarver, owner of the Suns back then, when he decided not to re-sign Joe Johnson over a few million dollars that Atlanta outbidded him on. And then them trading away draft picks for cash, yep. draft picks that turned into Rajon Rondo and Luel Deng. That if you add it to a Steve Nash Suns team during that run, it's over. Dude, I mean, they were always just, they were always just one step away. We always saw them in the regular season just dominate opponents. I think that that pick and roll, we've talked about this on this show, right? That the, that, that pick and roll of Steve Nash and Mari Stoudemire was the closest thing beauty. we've seen. The closest thing we've seen to John Stockton Carl yeah. Malone. Yes, bro. Like mm-hmm. that was that was perfect. Like they set to perfection. Like yeah, like you said, Vala. I think what last time that uh, steak, uh, Steve Nash owes uh, uh, Amari Star or Amari Star Amari owes Steve Nash a nice ass steak dinner. Not, and like lots of wine baths oh, to gosh. set up maybe three or four wine baths for him. I, I don't think that'd be too much to ask for. It. I think he is the one that escalated his career single handedly. Yeah. Steve Nash. And bro, the, and the thing about the Suns was they had so much more to compliment them too. Mm-hmm. What better like stretch for? All over the fucking court, running around like a jaguar, than Sean Marion Duh, to have the Matrix the guy with the ugliest shot I've ever seen. <laughs> oh God. No shame. I knew I forget it. Dude, he had the coolest nickname, bro. The Matrix, in my opinion, is one of the coolest. The that was that, he was one of the scariest players to play with in 2K. Shooting oh his shot was Dude, an impossible forever, release, and you would always get blocked. You get to shoot it from like your chest. What's what's going on? Yeah, and the, the AI would like block it back yeah. into your body. It'd be quite disrespectful. Wow. <laughs> That was that was a squad, man. I mean, yeah, for one year you had Steve Nash, Joe Johnson, Quentin Richardson, who's a, a lockdown three point shooter, Amari Stoudemire on the bench. I think you still had like Raja Bell and oh, dude, that Boris was Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw, damn, dude, yeah, that that could have been Goran Drogic for a little bit. Yeah, Remember, baby Drogic Dron, yeah. scored like forty four on the Spurs in the playoffs off the bench. Damn, Jeez. what could have been? What could have been? So yeah, Devin Booker. Moral of the story: Get the fuck out. Get out! Get the fuck out! <laughs> so, so if Mister, if we're talking about the Suns in the West, one team that again I think a lot of people are talking about, bro, the fucking Nets, the Nets next year. What's going on with Kyrie and KD? Oh my God, that and Steve KV, KD, Kyrie and Steve Nash. That's yeah, bro. Damn, that's a team that I, again, like that's gonna be fun to watch, dude. In four or five months, it's not gonna be the same team we're talking about now. They've got so many pieces to move. There's so many ideal players they can move them for. First name that comes to your mind: three, two, one, Bradley, Bradley Beal. Beal. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Like that's that's literally the perfect player you want next to Kyrie Irving. That I mean, that combined a backcourt of Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal single-handedly becomes the best backcourt in the NBA. And I'm, you know, you talk about Devin Booker ascending to the shooting guard Mount Rushmore. I think once Harden's gone, 
Devin Booker's right there with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's probably second or third shooting guard. Yeah. We can talk about Jimmy Butler and where he's at, um, but he's definitely up there in the top three. No, I agree. So getting a top three shooting guard to complement KD and Kyrie, the biggest they're going to make a move and they're going to get someone big. That's established. The biggest question for the Nets becomes. Is a 32-year-old seven-footer with foot problems, chronic injuries, and an Achilles tear, is he going to be able to come back and give you what can complement Kyrie enough to win the East? I think that's why you did it this way, is that if KD can just play to the role and potential that he was doing with the Warriors, in which you had the option to defer to two guys that were automatic buckets every single time, it'll think, work. Yeah, it'll work. It'll work. I, I think you know having Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving would be somewhat similar to having, you know, to having a Steph and uh, Clay. Clay type of automatic bucket. It would be so ideal. Yeah, so I think it's the perfect situation for him. And KD, you don't have to play like you did in OKC. We're not expecting you to just play with Russ and lead 50% of the workload. Just pick up your third, pick up something less if you really need to, and we're good. Yeah, that's why when we start talking about, like, our top 10 NBA players for 2020, KD's probably number 10 for me. Like, he's not in my top three. I think he'll no. come back. You can't expect him to be anywhere what he was when he was raping the L.A. Clippers in the playoffs, dude. Y'all remember what he (laughs) did to them after Patrick Beverly pissed him off? That was so bad. Yeah, bro. So he won't be that. That was like, you know, he he was in contention for best player in the world during that like stretch of his career. People were making arguments of KD and LeBron. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it was was completely justified as a LeBron stand. Yes. Um, so what version of KD are you going to get? I don't think you'll get that, but I think you'll get enough that yeah. can complement Bradley Beal and fucking Kyrie Irving in the backcourt. Those are two top 10 guards in the league. Yeah. You get a top five wing to pair with them and all the pieces that they still have. It's going to be scary, dude. Yeah, I, I'm looking to me- looking for them to make a big move. I don't know. I think for me, the biggest question mark is... Um, is Jared Allen on that on that list that they end up trading as well? Because, I mean, if you look at a five that could complement uh, Kevin Durant, I think Jared Allen would be perfect for yeah. that as well. Yeah, and, I agree. And you can't rely on DeAndre Jordan. He's, no. he's getting old. He doesn't have the same lift that he used to, which was the defining factor in his game. Um, and he's got injury issues of his own. He's missed a lot of time over the last couple of seasons. I agree. And this guy's that defensive juggernaut that you probably would need in the, in the low post. And um, what, does, what does any good point guard like? A lob threat? I mean, which better what what better ones that you have in the league other than Jared Allen? So I don't know if you end up keeping that, and I think that four core can end up making you a contender in the East and actually end up being a contender to win a championship next year. Yeah, I see them as the Warriors of the East, right? We don't know what the hell they could provide, but they are the biggest wild card in the world. Yeah, I really think are. it all depends on Kevin Durant, dude. How he that's performs what it comes when back. he comes back. Yeah, yeah, that's it, dude. Yeah, if he can give you 25, not even 25, if he can give you 22 a night, I think that's more than enough. Because I think that Bradley Beal just gave you 20, coming off 25 a game, and I think he easily gave you 28, 29. You could next still year. be that freakish seven foot spot up shooter if you got yeah. me, bro. I'm talking about worst case scenario. If he just yeah. averaged 20 a game, I think this team is fine. So, out of these three guys, who do you expect to be back with the team? Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert. I think all three of them are gone. Really? Yeah, I think all three of them are gone. I think they end up making a trade. I think if you're going to go for Bradley Beal, I think Washington's going to involve some sort of iteration of those two, and maybe if you know, or, or those three. If or if you don't get all three of those, it's going to be a three-team trade in which you end up acquiring Bradley Beal through some sort of deal for another team. Damn, that strips them of a lot of depth. It yeah. does. It does, but is like it worth having Spencer, that? I like bro. I like Is man. Torian Prince still on the Nets? Yes, Torian oh, Prince fuck. is still on the Prince. You have another 3-and-D guy. Ooh. So, I mean, if you're going to get rid of those three, I think you're okay with that because you had uh, Joe Harris and Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie kind of play that second option uh, to what 
Bradley Beal was. And I think Bradley Beal will be a better primary option the combination of those three. Let's see. Let's see if Steve Nash can control the show down there. Man, that's going to be fun it's to gonna see. It's going to be fun to watch, yeah. man. Definitely going to be fun to see. How about the Western team that's going to probably piss us off for the next few years? The Dallas Mavericks? There's there's a couple I can think of off the top of my head, fam. They both start with a D. Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets. Yeah. I, 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 like, I think Luka ends up getting better. Dude... I, what does there to say about fucking Luca, man? He's most one of the most entertaining players to watch in the NBA right now. Easily, dude. That old, easily old one man. of the most impressive. I mean, he was the centerpiece of what happened to be, by analytics measures, the greatest offense in the NBA of the history, with what the Mavericks were able to do offensively this year. I think, like as far as points, pace, and efficiency, they were at the top in the history markers. And I mean, the eyeball test proved it too, bro. Luca, it just seemed like every time he had a ball, the efficiency of his step backs. How he involved teammates, Chris Stapps complimenting him so well when he was healthy. That's a scary team if they can stay healthy. And again, that's a scary team if they can get Giannis. I think the biggest question mark for me, yeah, we talked about Giannis. I think that definitely can happen. I think the biggest question mark for me is what do you do with Chris Stapps? He's fucking great in the system. This is the best I've seen Chris Stapps since the potential we saw for that first couple of years in the New York Knicks where he was labeled a unicorn. He's played so well, dude. He's played so fucking well, and he he compliments Luka to a T, and this guy has, if he can stay healthy, easy all-NBA for the next couple of years if he really wants to. That's the thing. Is he going to stay healthy? Yeah. Seven-footer with knee injuries. Scary. I mean, it's scary because his game is going to age so well, too. He doesn't use any athleticism. He just has raw shooting potential. He's a big man. He plays great defense, and that's kind of what Luka needs. So I'm surprised. I don't know if they keep him or if they get rid of him, if they're going to end up going all-in for Giannis, or if they, even get, if they don't get Giannis, what do they do? Because even if they keep this team back as, as it is, make a couple of little moves here and there maybe, or just bank that Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to get better as well. Um, this team still has a solid future, man. I, I see them getting better next year. It's the same sort of Celtic situation, would you say? Yeah, yeah, you, great, yeah, yeah. Great you, ex, you expect, if nothing else changes, Luca and Porzingis keep getting better. Yeah. And that maybe is enough to propel them into true championship contenders in the West. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they just made a couple of right moves, or who knows, maybe if Tim Hardaway Jr. ends up being a twenty-point-a-game scorer, that's a that's pretty that's a pretty good uh, big kind of mini big three that you would have there at that point. So let's see, man. I think the I think the I think they are a very good option to come out of the West. There are a lot of people's uh, dark horse candidate as well, depending on how good they get. Yeah, dude. And like I said, speaking of the other D, bro, the Denver Den- Nuggets, man. Jamal Murray's a superstar. Huh? He's a superstar. Yeah. There's no. Is there, there's are, no is there question, any doubt? Anybody? There's no question. No, I don't think so. I, I didn't think that he was that big time until I don't think anybody thought he was. I really that think big the time. bubble pushed these people to their limits, bro. Like these guys balled out. People that you would not consider this good. Really, really balled out. Bro, Jamal Warrior was going dick to dick with LeBron James. Like, <laughs> it, it, how many people can fucking say that shit? Tip bro? contact from oh start gosh. to finish, bro. Yeah, th- this was the dude's phenomenal. And I, I think he's going to end up just keep, keep getting progressively better as well. So let's see what happens with that, dude. His conditioning was an issue. Like, yeah. he looked fucking exhausted in dude. the playoffs. But they put so much on him. Like, he was their offense. They didn't have Will Barton. They didn't have Gary Harris for, like, the first half of the playoffs. So... They, if they can get a guy like Drew Holiday yeah. away from the Pelicans, that's a scary team. Oh, my God. I think that makes Denver, again, one of the top three contenders if they can get that consistent backcourt mate to take some of the pressure off Jamal Murray. Dude, that would be fucking phenomenal. The Joker, is. what is there to say about the Joker? Second best big man in the league now yeah. after what AD showed us? Yeah. 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 I don't think I can argue that. And, I mean, this guy is getting better as well. I mean, this guy, we're talking about redefining, you know, 
leaving your legacy by redefining positions. Uh, the point center, true big, yeah, like like this this is this is a new position, right? A guy that can average a double double and and dude, this guy is passing the ball over Jamal Murray. Like this guy's the point guard for a team that has Jamal Murray on his team, right? Jamal Murray plays off ball a lot of the time. Like it's crazy to say that this guy is this good. And I think he's just gonna get better, and his game's gonna age very well as well. So and definitely does give other teams trouble with that aspect that he can do that. Nobody yeah, other centers expect, can't yeah. keep up. No, like, other centers can't keep up, man. With his ball handling skills and passing, there's and just no way. He never clogs up the paint. He's one of the only big men I've yeah. seen that can be a very good threat offensively off the perimeter he literally just can be running around wherever he wants to yeah there's that dead zone yeah. in the paint like we saw it a lot with chris paul if like the center gets the ball maybe 10 feet or 15 feet away from the basket he's kind of like what the fuck do i do <laughs> but even if you know jokic gets it in those out of his quote-unquote comfort zones bro he's still gonna face up make a play oh, hit yeah. you with a spin move find the open shooter he's not a liability as a turnover machine Never. in the post like a guy that i remember watching back in houston a dwight howard was oh, dude. like yeah. dude we tried to make dwight a low post guy for so long but he just operated so poorly out of double teams and kick out opportunities yeah. and jokic wherever he is not only is he not a liability, he's one of, if not the best player on the court at finding players in those situations. Definitely. I mean, I think this whole year also ended up, um, you know, highlighting that a lot of these debt pieces were kind of made better by Jokic as well, right? Like these, these, uh, these starters and other bench players as well, they easily were able to get so many good open looks because Jokic always demanded a double team and he knew where to make the right play and there was always an open shooter available. So I think that a lot of players can benefit by going to Denver. And I think, like you said, Valerie Drew Holiday could benefit greatly just off the open looks that he'd be able to get for the easy shots with these two players. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's never played in an offense where he's had a lot of help. He's had a lot of pressure. He's always been kind of like the main focus of defenses throughout his entire career, right? Yeah. I mean, there was one season with AD, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, where they went against the Warriors, and they kind of pushed the Warriors for a few games. It took fucking disgusting game winners from Steph to get them out. But, yeah. In a system like that, it'd be scary. Denver would be one of the three best in the West by far. And I think, again, there's such a young team that it's scary about these young teams is that these players haven't hit their primes, right? Like, yeah. this is the earliest we see of Jamal Murray. Like, this kid could be like a like a Devin Booker in a couple of years if he really If he doesn't to. keep getting dropped by Harden, yeah. I mean, he can oh hopefully maintain his ankles oh and knees enough he's to ho- extend his career to that point. He's so hoping for Harden to get older in three years, like, yeah. <laughs> like going to retirement home afterwards. Um, another young team that's going to be scary, bro. We got to talk about New Orleans. Oh fuck! Zion, what's Shout gonna out happen? Stan with- Van Gundy. Yeah, congratulations! One of the Van Gundy brothers signed. Hopefully, one more on the way. Hey, I'm excited, dude. That's <laughs> gonna be a good team. Like, I, I really do think that's gonna be a good team, and I think the the Pelicans are gonna be able to find something to do with the money that uh, that you have with Drew Holiday. I don't think, obviously, I think we all know Drew Holiday isn't coming back to the Pelicans. Yeah, I think they can do a lot with that team. Brandon Ingram is fucking Bro. nice. He is. I bet the Lakers Most are hating themselves player. so much. Yeah, they chose the wrong guy to trade. If they kept Brandon Ingram over Kyle Kuzma, oh what you God. think the Pelicans would have accepted that? I think they would have. I think they just wanted to get rid of like all the bodies that Damn, were there. That would have been nice. Exactly. Ingram with this, it's, it'd be done. Like this is their core going yeah. forward. That's what I'm saying. What else do you need? Brandon Ingram and and, uh, and Anthony Davis would be fucking nasty. LeBron could just be Carl Malone for the last four years of his career. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking like run pick and rolls and bully ball dudes That's inside. It. Like he bullies Braun when he probably got home and found out about all his shit. Oh my gosh, poor Brawny. I would not have been. All the Brawny memes have been on fucking fire. (laughs) (laughs) Brawny watching LeBron knowing he's coming home now. (laughs) Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, David, I, I'm, I'm with you on that as well. I think there's, uh, there's a lot to be said about that. You think Zion has a sophomore slump, misses time with injuries, or you think he really think fucking he comes, comes into his own? I think he had the time off. I think we've seen this a lot with players that didn't hit their excellence in their rookie years, quote-unquote rookie years. I'm looking at you, Ben Simmons. And then come <laughs> back afterwards and just dominate. I think Zion's on that trajectory to come back with a cra- uh, the crazy sophomore like his. He's like 26 and 10 if he needs to. Stan Van Gundy was there the first year Dwight exploded on the scene yeah. his second year. So let's see it happen. That's great. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. And again, you have ascending players on that team too. So what do you do? And you have a lot of cap space with Stan Van Gundy, who's a proven winner. That's, you know, that's stuff that we have in the future as well. I I see them as being a dark horse. You know what I think they really fucking regret? The worst move that the Pelicans have made probably the last few years is giving up, uh, what's his name? Buddy Heald for nothing to Sacramento, just dumping him essentially. I agree. Buddy Heald on this team to spread the court for Zion and Brandon Ingram. Ah. And I don't think J.J. Reddick's coming back, which is sad because, you know, again, seeing the best white sleeve <laughs> of any player in sports, I think Hour seeing less minutes. of it will be worse for sports. Hour and six minutes is the latest you've gone without mentioning J.J. Reddick. Dookie, baby. Ooh. <laughs> so speaking of that, one final team I could think of at the top of my head that I hate as a Houston Rockets fan, the Utah Jizz. Oh, did I say Jizz? I, I mean, think you did. The Jazz, whatever you fuck fucking call them. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I, I, I still... I still think think this team is the most uh, gives you fake hope for no reason. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. It's yeah. nice to see what they've had, but you're not winning a championship with the core of uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert as your two stars. That's just not going to work out. Yeah. Trouble in paradise. I mean, there's always been reports of them trying to move Rudy Gobert. You have to keep Mitchell. I mean, he put on a fucking yeah, masterclass in Absolutely. offense during the first round. That was probably the best moment of the playoffs, bro, was just he watching really him and Jamal. Shit, yeah, bro. He really heard you talking No, he shit. did. He dropped a couple of 50 pieces. He's nice. I, I really hope he gets another star that complements his yeah. game. Otherwise, it, he, he he's going to be lost in that era of great superstars that didn't win anything. Yeah, I agree. I really think Rudy Gobert is holding him down, dude. That it's, big man defensive-only scheme is just not going to work. So question for y'all. Now that... Utah is definitely a place that you're not going to attract any free agent to, like any big name free agent to. You're going to have to end up getting this through the draft if you end up draft correctly. If you're Donovan Mitchell, do you take the supermax that Utah is going to obviously offer you, or do you go win a championship in a big market? Bro, when you're young, you're just trying to be the guy and you're trying to put money in the bank. He's going to take that supermax. You're like supermax. You're leaving the, like... Yeah, he's yeah. the guy in Jets. $210 yeah. million dollars he's is something be the guy. You're leaving like $50, $60 million on yeah. the table if you don't take a supermax. And for a young guy, knowing like, bro, once this contract is up, I'm still not going to be 30 years old. Then I can go chase a contract with a winning team if we haven't done anything here. So yeah, I take that super max. Give me all the fucking money. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it. I think that means more than being a, uh, you know, a being winner. a champion. Yeah, whatever. Because I think like <laughs> I think Giannis has the opportunity to do that too. Because I remember reading a statistic where Giannis would be offered like two hundred ten million dollars by the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, all guaranteed if he ends up just taking that with the super max, as opposed to the highest contract another team would give him is like one hundred forty million dollars for their max. So that's a lot of fucking Damn. money. Dude. That's seventy million dollars straight guaranteed cash. Would you give cash. up seventy million dollars just to get? If out? I try, I dude, yeah, I think I'd do it. Like, I think Milwaukee is so like close, but then again, I think it. The money talks, bro. Like, is it your ego? I want to say early in your career, or is it knowing that you have generational wealth for it with another eighty million dollars? Damn, two hundred. Imagine what you could do with two hundred ten million dollars, bro. So a lot Im- imagine, yeah, imagine, guaranteed. Guaranteed. This isn't football where you fuck yeah. up and like you get <laughs> injured, your whole life is taken away from you. No, this is two hundred ten million. No medical insurance. insurance. Oh my gosh, 
This is $210 million in the bank just for you. $70 million difference. Imagine with seventy million. Seventy like, million. Fuck a ring. Bro. Yeah, hey, that's what I'm saying. Like you'll like give me the two hundred ten million real quick. Like, bro, I can get a jeweler to make me like a championship ring. I'll just exactly. wear that when I'm retired. I have two hundred and ten million dollars to work on. <laughs> I have to give seventy me. million dollars more if I just swallow my <laughs> yeah. pride and just go back to this team and just do it, win a championship. Yeah. Yeah, that's a stupid amount of money. I, I see for Giannis. I don't know because I think he. I know he's like the face of Nike brand, or he's going to be one of the faces of Nike brands. So I'm sure he's getting nice sponsorship deals. Mm-hmm. And dude's probably the most likable, like likable guy in the league, bar none. I think one of the most likable guys in the league. So I think he probably makes a lot of his sponsorships. But you know, somebody else like a Donovan Mitchell, who's in a small ass market, who doesn't get the you know notoriety as these other guys, uh, especially like Giannis. Yeah, dude, I, I would take Austin the Supermax. Take the cat, yeah, damn. Mitchell was the best guy on that Team USA team. He was nice, dude. And being the best guy on a team that lost the way they did isn't a good look. I think I've come to the conclusion. The reason I just hate Donovan Mitchell so much is just because he plays for the Jazz. I feel like if he ends up going to a more fun team, I would just be a huge Donovan Mitchell. There's one player on the Jazz I would never like, no matter where they were. Who do you go back Joe Ingles, dude. Oh. Fuck that guy. <laughs> English shingles, bro. He looks like a regular like white person you'd see at Walmart like shopping around. You wouldn't even know he plays in the NBA. Yeah. I, I feel you. He's just like staring at yeah. the meat in the deli section, doesn't know what to pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, no, there's mean. He's trying his best out there. He oh, he's bitter, yeah. Do you think they keep Mike Conley or do you think Mike Conley goes the fuck away? Yeah. I don't know if you can move that Mike Conley you contract. <laughs> You're stuck with it, dude. Damn, so you got a core of Rudy as Gobert, Mike like Conley, him, and Donovan Mitchell trying to win a championship. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I think Utah's the ultimate like hope team. Yeah. They're, you'll, you'll always have hope for them because Mitchell's in there, and they win like a lot of games because of their defense, but nah, I wouldn't be worried about them. Damn, dude. So one final team I could think of. Um, you want to go Blazers? When, when Dame time? When, Damn, when, Dame, when Dame, Dame would be so disrespected, bro. Yeah. Dame would be so disrespected if we didn't mention him. Yes. Uh, though, though, honestly, one of the most overhyped teams of the last decade, the Portland yeah, Trailblazers. You know, like people rave on Dame getting to the conference finals and playing the Warriors. Bro, he got swept by a Warriors team that didn't have Kevin Durant. Yeah, it was a Warriors team that we took to six with Kevin Durant for all but two quarters of the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I think this team is devoid of another superstar. I think CJ McCollum is nice. I don't think that Dame CJ combination ends up winning you anything. Yeah, I think you need another like th- a guy that can drop thirty any night. You know who would be the ideal complement to Dame Dollar? Talk to me, Paul George. Fuck yeah. Honestly, like yeah. Paul George doesn't want to be the fourth quarter guy. Well, that's okay because Dame, Dame wants to be yeah. nothing but the fucking fourth exactly. quarter guy, taking yeah, bad shots to win games. Exactly. Is there more like like do the basketball gods love another player more than Damian Lillard? No man. Like, the, the shots that we would just see any normal human being. But you really think Paul George and Dame Tom would want to work together? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All the shit that they've been talking. You think so? Yeah, I think if it comes down to it. That gives them both probably the best chances of winning a championship that they've had. What do you do with those big men? Do you keep Hassan Whiteside or do you trade him for another wing talent? Oh, I mean, if you can if you can move that contract. Hassan Whiteside is another guy with a hefty eighteen million annual contract. Jeez. Gary Trent Jr. is gonna be nice on that team too, bro. Yeah, I, I look out of him. Like he, he he tried holding his own against LeBron. He looks very promising as well. I think they have talent, man. But I think they just need to end up finding out. Like pull the pull the plug on on you know this whole thing and just build around dame again i think you need another better superstar around him or if you can get him a, a solid big man too what happens if you give him an mb together yeah that's dangerous it, and it just begs the question like what does cj mccullum demand in the trade market mm-hmm. does he bring you back another star a lot of teams are looking for that shooting guard that yeah. scoring two guard combo but 
I don't know what you get back that's not as good as him. No, I I, I agree. I, I don't know what would happen. I, I I think it just depends on how infuriated the player is and they want to get out of desperation. So I, I want to see who the next domino is going to be. That like the first superstar to say like yeah I'm ready to no. bounce and yeah there's gonna be one team that gets the fucking lottery it's gonna be the Kawhi lottery all over again. With I'm Toronto. telling you I I hate to say this but I think that one player maybe the highest odds of it being is James Harden. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Damn. This team crazy. starts off south for a while. I think he's out, bro. Some team's gonna get really lucky with that. Some team is going to end up pulling the trigger and is going to force our hand. Some team is getting a player that automatically elevates your offense to top 10 no matter what. Yeah. He gives you 50 wins every season. He misses an average of four games for his entire career. What if the Bucks do something and they force the hand of uh, Giannis and you end up getting James Harden with Giannis in Milwaukee? What if we end up getting wow. Lucas Miller? It's over, dude. Yeah, fuck, dude. It's over. That's, that's done. That's the next dynasty for the next probably like four years. Oh god. Four years of championships till Harden gets too old. The best offensive player, the best defensive player in the league. Like again, this would be this would be Pippin Jordan esque, yeah. I would think. Yeah, Honestly. Bro. The pick and rolls with Giannis and Harden. Harden can even set some for oh Giannis. God. The defense that Giannis would provide to cover up for a lot of Harden's deficiencies, it's over. Oh my god. And if Giannis learns a jump shot with James Harden being being able to penetrate, that's 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 game over. Yeah, he'd he'd loosen them up for sure. They'd be going more strip clubs than Giannis has been used to in his life. So, a lot more handy in his life, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Sad day for the Rockets though. I know. Bro. It's coming soon. Dark days are coming. Shit, man. I'm well, telling you guys. Well, this was a fun any any other team y'all can say we we we've been fucking going at this. It's been an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh any other team that you want to talk um, about in the East? Are we missing West? anyone in the East? The Kings, they've got a bunch of players that I would love I as a Rockets fan. In, I will never believe in the Kings. Yeah. They suck. <laughs> And Grizzlies, I will not believe in the Grizzlies. Grizzlies ain't nothing. The Spurs, man. The Spurs. Let's see where Demar Derozan ends up. He wants to leave San Antonio. Would you? I wouldn't mind a. And I don't think San Antonio will do this. A Demar Derozan for Eric Gordon trade, straight up. Yeah, I don't think that would happen. If the Spurs were to accept it, though, would you like it as a Rockets fan? I'd like. It. I think Demar. My question is, what what is Demar at this point in his career? Is he going to be somebody that I can I can expect twenty five from? 22 20 like you know what, what he'll is give role? you i think he'll give you a consistent anywhere from 20 to 24 a game off the bench he, so that's what he, is his role is just he's a six man out. come in and just hoop bro just what do you score. take that role do you think demar derozan takes that role being two years out of being an all-star i think so okay i think so i think he's like lost so much in san antonio with the quality of that team in his own play i think he wants to come into a role where he'll contribute for a winning team because of everything that went down with the raptors man I think he knows he was the reason the Raptors never climbed LeBron uh, as their daddy figure for so many years. And so he wants to like prove a little bit of the doubters wrong. And what better way to do it is a legit contending, contributing like third best player for a team that's vying for a championship. Yeah. I mean, what else? Oh, that would be fucking amazing to have. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if we'd be... A- I guess the question is, I don't know if San Antonio will be willing to do it. I think there might be a lot nah. more options on the, the, the open market, man. Yeah. And I think one team's going to get lucky with that contract. Or, yeah, and I don't see anybody else on that team. I think there's going to be a lot of sellers on the bottom, which I hope so. I hope, I hope like we're talking about before, if there's a buffet for the Kings and the, 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 yeah, the Rockets can just put their mouth on it. Bogdanovich. Buddy. Buddy Heald. There's, there's just, there's so much that you want. I don't know, almost any player on that team. Is Alfred Payton on the Kings, or he's on another team? I don't know. What, I forget what team he's on. That's not, that's not irrelevant. The, the Kings are that we only know two players on the <laughs> yeah. fucking team. It's like, or the big man, the three point shooting big man they have too. 
they do have a three-point shooting big man i think that's the new thing the new trend in the nba that you have to have that right yeah bro you have to have a shooting big man yeah bring back brad miller oh my god or david anderson david anderson david that's that's uh, the aussie the Aussie. Yeah, Marvin Bagley they still have, right? They have uh, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Ooh, I would like Harrison Barnes on the Rockets. Ooh, De'Aaron Fox. He, he despite, I, I wouldn't mind him. him. I love De'Aaron he, Fox. He'd be okay. Cy dude, right? Cy Fairs or Cy Springs guy? That's right. Fucking H-Town, I'll bring him back, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of players I would have from there that I want to have, but I don't, I don't see them as a threat. Yeah. I don't see anybody else as a threat, really, in the fucking NBA, dude. I think that's pretty much we've listed everybody that we really need to talk yeah. about. Yeah, we'll see who the surprise team ends up being. I don't know if there's any off the top of my head that I can give. Maybe mm-hmm. Chicago, if like all their young pieces start to come into their own. They've got a few like elite scorers, a big man that hasn't produced up to what we thought, but Boom. we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Championship predictions right now in October of 2020. Very early, but I would say again the Lakers. Lakers versus in the East, Brooklyn. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Lakers Nets finals. Yeah, dude, Kyrie, Kyrie coming back to play against his dad, LeBron his James, dad, in the yeah. NBA Finals. Then KD LeBron rematch angle of it, I'd and love that. AD's getting better too. Get Derrick Rose in that. Just the amount of star power that'd be nice, bro. Yeah. I don't know what other star we're going to get with the Nets, and I think it would be a really good matchup to see against uh, the Lakers. So I see that, that happening. Or uh, wherever Giannis ends up, I think it's going to be scary yeah. to find out. Yeah, if he ends up with either the the Heat or the Raptors, depending on how got, much the Raptors have to give up. I still got the Heat, bro. I still got the Heat. Solid, that's a safe pick, dude. I think he stays with the Bucks this year. I think they have to give it another run. Anytime you, You're probably not going to get a player like Giannis until like 2055. Probably. Generational icon. Yeah. Just a freak. But I agree, bro. I mean, shit. That's it, bro. I mean, that was our NBA recap. I mean, that was 2020 season. We out. 2021, new offseason. We got to come back and listen to this. Hopefully, we got our predictions right. That'll be I know, cool. right? Let's see what happens, bro. It's going to be fun. I mean, on top of that, I think this, this offseason is going to be good. And I'm really excited for the NBA offseason next year as well. With I'm a really full excited new for the Rockets. Yeah, dude. It'll be fun, bro. Well, shit. Love y'all. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? Any final thoughts for y'all? Ball, I'm waiting for you giving anybody a shout out. Uh, shout out to my dogs again. Nice. They've been nice. they've been so great, bro. I've Dr. had Blue? more time away from work. Mr. Blue, the pit bull lab mix, he's been humping my leg. You know, he's showing his affection. And Penny, Penny's humping Mr. Blue, so she's really growing into her own as well. It's 2020. Dogs aren't defined by their gender roles. They can be whatever they want. If the female wants to hump the male, I'm okay with it. I Preach. allow that in my home. Preach. It's a home of love and acceptance. So yeah. shout out. Aw, well, we love you, Mr. Blue. We love you. <laughs> Enjoy, dude. And I look forward to doing this shit again next week. And let us know your thoughts, man. Enjoy. Have a good one, All y'all. All right, that's a wrap, guys. Yeah, bit, bit. Bye. Bye.